Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. That hook was made famous by DJ Quick, and it rings true today as too many people have a fixed mindset instead of a wealthy mindset. And that leads me to my guest today who went from undesirable to undeniable as he had to overcome overwhelming adversity along his incredible journey to financial success. Now, he's here today to share his amazing story of redemption, as well as how to develop a wealthy mindset, how to speak less and execute more, and how to speak your dreams into existence. And he is none other than Billionaire PA. Now, Billionaire is founder, CEO, and president of Wealthy Minds, Inc., a multifaceted corporation that is continuing to evolve and inspire people all over the world through multiple avenues. Billionaire, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Oh, man, I appreciate your existence, man, and thank you for the opportunity of having me on here. I'm ready to, you know, inspire some people to manifest their dreams. You know what? It's my pleasure, Billionaire. You've been inspiring people all over the world. I mean, you've been inspiring me. Listen, I've got my wallet in my pocket. I usually take it out when I get home, but it's in here just to remind me of that wealthy mindset. And I got to tell you, you had to overcome immense adversity to achieve the success you're experiencing today. I'd love for you to share the details of your incredible journey from the pit to the pinnacle, as I know it's going to inspire everyone listening. Well, you know, my story is very detailed. So where, tell me, where would you like me to start? Well, I would love you to start at the time where, you know, you had a lot of issues with, I mean, at one point you were homeless living in the back of your truck for 63 days. What led you to that spot that you were in? And maybe some background. I know you also had some family issues with your, with your mother and father. We'd love to hear about how you got to that situation and, of course, how you were able to lift yourself out of it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm originally from Alabama. You know, I was raised by, you know, a, a, single, a single mother who raised three children. And, you know, like any single mother, you know what I'm saying? I, I first off, I, I taught my hat to my mother because she made everything work with a little bit of what she actually had. And, you know, my mother did get hit by a drunk driver. And they told her that they, you know, she went to so many different doctors and they possibly told her that she would never walk again. And she had the mindset and the courage um, to basically say, like, no doctor is going to tell me that I cannot walk. She put her mind to it and she took those steps. And when I saw, you know, what I'm saying my mother take those steps and she, you know, what I'm saying uh, got her mind right, got her body right. And she started to walk after a drunk driver almost took her life. You know, what I'm saying my mama had like stitches, you know, in her head. And she said that when this guy hit her, I think he was going like 100 miles an hour and she got barcaded. Um, you know how like when you're ordering food, they got the, the they got the barcades on the side. So once you order the food, you have to go through the drive through basically to finish out paying. Right, so, right. So she was going down one of those and this guy started coming down the same exact way. And she said immediately she just started praying. And she said she started praying that God would take care of her children because she didn't know if she was going to live or not. And she said when the car hit her, she said she knew, knows that God came into that car, you know, and uh, basically saved her life. And they put her in the ambulance. And she said she remembers being put in the ambulance with the same exact dude who actually hit her um, because we live in a, a small city. So, you know, once the ambulance, you know, we don't have like a, a bunch of ambulance. So both of them was in the ambulance and she said she remembered not even being able to move, feel her arms, her legs. Then all she could do was look. And the man that was laying next to her had almost taken her life. And she said that whole time she just prayed for her children. And my mother ended up going to 
a hospital in, I think it was Montgomery, Alabama. And basically I had no idea of, of what happened. I just know my aunt came and got me like at two or three o'clock in the morning and my sisters, we went to my grandmother's house and they just, you know, kept it under the rug, hoping that, you know, everything would, you know, come, you know, become okay. But over time, you know, I found out that my mom was in the hospital and she was told that she could, you know, may possibly never walk. And that's why I wrote the quote. My mama had screws in her leg like Superman had in his head. Doctor mm-hmm. said she'll never walk again. I told the woman, close your eyes, use your mind. I taught the woman how to glide. Well, I originally wrote that, but it was her because she took her first step. It was her who inspired me to come out and fly. And that's why you got the billionaire mindset that I have today. That's why you see the relentlessness that I have today. That's why you see a person who doesn't really care about what people think about them, especially if you don't add value into my life. Because I've seen my own mother who I did not get along with growing up. And at this time, I thought it was good that she had got hit by the drunk driver because we was going through so much. I wanted her to feel the pain that I was going through as a child. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, through it all, I'm glad that she's able to walk again. I'm glad that I was able to, you know what I'm saying, forgive her and uh, she forgive me. And now we working together. So that's just one element of my actual story of one, you know, thing that happened in my life. That's beautiful. So it was literally mind over matter. She had such a strong mind. And of course, you have the same. You saw that and use that as inspiration for you to uh, really accomplish your dreams and your goals. Now, I know you had faced at one point uh, five to eight years for two felony convictions. How did that shape who you were? What happened there? How did you get out of that? I mean, I grew up just to keep it, make a long story short, bro. I just wanted to make more money than I spent, than I spent. And that's always been my philosophy in business. So I come from Alexander City, Alabama, so you got to make an option. Either you're going to steal or you're going to sell dope. I'm not, a, I'm not a thief. I never wanted to be a thief, so I did what I had to do to make money. You know, I don't want to be working for eight, nine, ten dollars $10 an hour, working eight out or 10 hours a day and somebody giving you, you know, $10 an hour. That's 100 bucks. That's trash. Right. You know, so I'm not going to invest my time with nobody and give them 10 hours of my time for $10, $100 and then get taxed. So I said, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. And so I sold dope. You know, I ended up catching a drug charge in Texas, in Anahuac, Texas, to be specific. And I was facing five years on that particular case. And then I think I think let's say I got if I got out of jail on Friday from Anahuac, Texas. um, By by the way, I have to tell the story how my mother literally dropped, even though we was not on good terms. You know what I'm saying? I've been to jail over 15 to 20 times before I was 21 years old, you know, just for stupid, dumb stuff. Um, she, when I got that charge in Texas, she dropped everything that she was doing and literally drove 14 out, 12 to 14 hours to Texas from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Didn't even know if I was going to get out of anything. You know, she just heard I was locked up and, and, and she came and got me. And so I tell this story because I want people who's listening and who's watching who may not be getting along with their parents, but they still there for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it might be the age gap. But we rather hear, hear certain things from our peers. So, for example, your mother can tell you the same thing that somebody young can tell you, but you take it better from your actual peers. Well, that's what was happening to me, because every, now that I've gotten older and mature and wiser, everything that, I'm, that my mom was telling me was 100 percent, you know, what I'm saying facts. It was 100 percent leading me in the right direction of having a wealthy mind, wanting me to get out of the environment that I was in so that I could be in the environment that I'm in today and be able to bless other people to speak their dreams into existence. So, yeah, she drove 12, 14 hours to Texas to see about me. Um, we end, She ended up, you know, I ended up getting out of jail, but I still had to go to court, had to go to trial. And on the way back, uh, the, the engine in the car caught fire and blew up. 
Like we literally got out of the car right on time. So then we walked to a store, right, uh, maybe like a mile down the street and we called my auntie, which is my mom's sister. And we have to wait another 12 to 14 hours for her to drive out and pick us up and then take me back to Alabama. I get back to Alabama and literally the next day before 12 o'clock, I'm back in jail in Alexander City, Alabama for a conspiracy charge. And there I was facing three years. Wow. You know, it's, it's, you never underestimate the power of the unconditional love a mother can bring, right? It's, it's amazing. And you're right. I mean, a lot of times when we're younger, we don't understand that our parents are looking out for us. It's, we don't want to hear the advice they give us sometimes because we have such tunnel vision, but they're really looking out for us and they do it because they care. I love that you're able to see mm. that now. Now, I know, uh, billionaire, 152 companies rejected your employment. It's unbelievable. Most people would have given up at that point and thrown the towel. And I know now you don't look for jobs. You create them, which I love that. Talk to us a little bit about that process and why you think that is, that so many people rejected your employment. And then, of course, later, you were living in the back of your truck for 63 straight days, homeless for 36 months. That was the turning point. Talk to us about that situation and then how you were able to really get out of that situation the time when you realize it's time to go into and take action and start this business for myself. Because if I don't, there's really no turning back. Well, absolutely. Well, I wrote a quote that says, it's okay for your pockets to be broke. Just make sure your mind makes sense. And I remember being locked up in jail. And one time I called my grandmother, who's by far one of my biggest inspirations outside of my mother. And uh, my grandmother asked me, she said, um, how many times did those people feed you today? And, you know, she always had an inspirational speech. She always talked about God and stuff. And at the time, I didn't believe in God. And, and I had my reasons for, it. you know, you're talking to a person that couldn't stop going to jail. You're talking to a person whose mother got hit by a drunk driver. Dad got hit by a drunk driver. He went in a coma for three months. My little sister got killed at seven. Um, my other little sister, which is my cousins, um, but we was raised in a household to look at each other as, as brothers and sisters because we don't treat people like second, third, and fourth cousins, you know, or distant relatives. You know, when you see someone as your brother, you see them as your other you. And, you know, that's how my grandmother wanted us to look at each other. And so when you go through all of this particular stuff, you know what I'm saying? I had to understand the power. My grandmother gave me the opportunity to understand the power of my mindset when she asked me the question, how many times have these people actually fed you today? I said, they only fed me one time uh, today. And she said, well, they fed you one time, I paid for the meal twice. And so I said, what do you mean? She said, I came down there and I put money on your books and that jail that you are sitting in, we as the people pay taxes for those people to imprison you. So she told me, if you ever decide to get out of jail, make sure you charge people for your talents and your gifts and make sure you never do it for free. Because as a black man, these people will suppress your mindset and make you feel invaluable and, you know what I'm saying, and not see your worth. And you'll never be able to understand the power of manifestation. And so from there, I wrote the quote, never, I wrote the quote, uh, never spend your present time with a person that you don't have a future with. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's when I started to, you know, at the time I didn't know I was developing a wealthy minds because I had not become homeless yet. You get what I'm saying? I was, yeah. I was in jail. And so, you know, that's where I really believe I birthed having a wealthy mind with her saying the, 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 the statement that she said to me. 
No, I love that uh, billionaire. And I, you know, there's a real problem in the United States. I know I may go off on a, on a tangent here, but you know, when people make mistakes, I mean, everybody makes mistakes, right? And if, if you pay for your mistake, you know, you go to prison and uh, you're rehabilitated. When you come out of prison, it's almost impossible to get gainful employment because it's like you're forever branded and exiled. You have a scarlet letter on your, on your record and nobody wants to take a chance. I mean, the fact that you were rejected by two, 152 companies and then what's your other option? It's either to go back and do what you had to do to survive because at that point, anybody would do anything to feed themselves and survive right at that point. Or you did what you did, which is start your own business. Say, you know what? I'm going to create my own future. I'm not going to let anybody hold me down. And you did just that. Maybe billionaire talk to us the fact that how you landed yourself in the situation of being homeless and the turning point for you when you realized, hey, it's time for me to take action and to utilize my talents, charge for my talents, and have this unbridled, unbelievable enthusiasm energy that you have to go and accomplish that. I mean, sleeping in the back of the truck, honestly, was by far one of the best things that ever happened to me, um, simply because uh, I didn't have any bills, I didn't have any rent, but at the time, I thought it was a terrible experience. But it was the first time in my life that I wasn't, you know, running around, um, sleeping with different women, giving my energy to everybody, not seeing my value. It was the first time in my life that I wasn't running around attempting to just make money. I had given up selling drugs. Uh, I was looking to, you know, uh, attempt this little God thing at the time. That's how I looked at it, you know. And I remember being in the back of my truck. I drove all the way from Alabama to uh, Oakland, California, San Francisco. And, you know, I had a spot to stay for a little bit of time. And, and it, it ended up not working out. And so I ended up basically having to leave that particular situation. And I ended up in the back of my red truck. And that's where I birthed writing the inspirational quotes on the roof of, on post-it notes. And then I would post them on the roof of my actual car. And I was really surrounding myself around positive energy, inspirational messages, because I had never been around positivity, you know, before. And I always tell people, how can you expect a man to be a man if they never met a man? You know, how can you expect someone to be positive if their whole life has been negative? How do you expect someone to do right when all they ever seen was wrong? So for me, I wanted to transition into a better person. And even to this day, I'm still transitioning, but I've come to a con conclusion that in order for you to grow, you have to identify what your weaknesses are. And then you have to hire people that are strong in the areas where you are weak so that you can grow as a person and even within your business. So when I was in the back of that truck, I reflected on the moments when I was locked up. I reflected on when my grandmother said most people can see, but not everyone has vision. I reflected on my mother taking her first step, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and having those screws in a leg like Superman had in his head, which was really Clark Kent. I meant, you know, Superman. And, you know, um, I told myself right then I was going to manifest anything that I desire into my existence. And I changed, uh, I don't know if I changed my name right then, but uh, I eventually ended up changing my name to Billionaire PA. But while I was in the back of that truck, I wrote 79 books, you know, and I wrote a lot of books and I wrote 5,000 inspirational quotes. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm not going to release all my books. Um, that would be crazy. You know, the goal is to be wealthy, not rich. 
And the goal is to leave a legacy for my niece, to leave a legacy for my children and give them the blueprint of how to go about releasing these particular books. So what I did was I wrote 5,000 books and I was homeless for 36 months, but I slept in the back of my truck for 63 straight days before I met a lady by the name of Myra Scott, who and some different other friends who would say, hey, you can stay with me a day or you can stay with me for two days. But I didn't want to wear out my welcome. So I would stay with, say I stay with you for two days and then I'd be back in the truck. But for my first 63 days it was 63 days of straight living in a truck but it was 36 months of homelessness but like i said when i look at it now i'm more stressed out uh now than i was then because of all of the responsibilities that you have when you start hiring people and people start depending on you and you know what i'm saying all the bills the rent and all the uh, responsibilities but hey you know it's, it's nothing that i cannot handle you know right. that's what will continue to manifest my dreams and speak it into existence but i say to anyone that's out there living in a negative situation you know, it's easier for me to sit here and say, just put your mind to it. No, what you really have to do is change your freaking environment and put yourself around people that are stronger than you. Take your butt to a hot, hot if you on if you on EBT or if you on food stamps, go out and treat yourself. Find you something to eat at the grocery store and then go to a high-end restaurant, right? and put yourself around all those wealthy people and make sure you ate good off of your EBT car and then go sit at the bar of a, a Mastro's in Beverly Hills or a high-end restaurant so that you can be around people who have wealth, people who can buy a hundred of your products and tell them your story. Don't tell them your story because you want them to have sympathy for you, because you want them to be sad for you, but tell them your story and how you're going to use that story to inspire other people because somebody sitting at that bar might have a similar story to you and they might invest in you and that's that's really what happened to me. I would go to these high end places and I would order water. And at every restaurant last time I checked, water was free. So by I was guilty by association of being wealthy just by sitting in wealthy restaurants. It's an amazing perspective, billionaire. It's funny. I remember an entrepreneur telling me that before they, he became wealthy, he would go to the BMW dealership or the, the Lambo dealership and just look at the car, smell the leather, sit in the cars because it, it inspired him to go out there and become rich, right? Being around that, just like you mentioned. So in other words, um, billionaire, the power of positivity impacted you in a profound way. And you took that, you harnessed that, and now you're giving back to others because it was impactful to you. Now, I love the name. It's so unique. Talk to me about the origin of the name, how you came up with that name. Well, the, the billionaire represents to inspire 1 billion people to speak their dreams into existence. That's my dream. Do I plan on being, being a billionaire? Absolutely. I also have a quote that says, um, people say money, money isn't everything, but being broke ain't much either. You know, I've been broke a long time, man. So I know the feeling of that and I don't like it. You know, so I wanna see what, is, what it feels like to be a billionaire, a trillionaire. You know, I wanna see if I'm gonna be depressed, if I'm gonna be having trauma, if I'm gonna be down, if I'm gonna be struggling, uh, I'd rather be wealthy and, and depressed than to be broken depressed. Those two combinations equal e almost equal suicide for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. the same people who don't, you know, I understand some people with money, you know what I'm saying, may have committed suicide too, but I can't speak for them people. You know, I'd rather be in a position that I'm able to help my family, you know what I'm saying, start businesses, you know, and to anybody that's watching this, I want you to take one thing from this, go get you an escort. Go get you a C-Corp. Go get you an LLC. Go get you a nonprofit. Go get your passport. You know what I'm saying? So you can travel around the world and open up your mindset. Allow your mind to get outside of your physical environment so that you can speak and see things in, 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 into your existence that you've never seen before. 
So when you talk about my actual name, billionaire represents um, inspiring a billion people to speak their dreams into existence. The PA stands for production assistant because I used to be a production assistant and I didn't like the way in, in, in the industry I would see how certain people, not all people, would treat the interns and look down. And this message is for the people who are at the who feel that they are at the bottom of the totem pole and they know they are talented. They know they are gifted, but people acting like they can't, they, they just because they're interns, they don't know how to shoot a camera. They don't know how to film or edit. They don't know how to uh, produce music. You know what I'm saying? Everyone on the face of this earth, man, has a gift. And some people, they walk around, you know, they, they walk around for uh, 365 days with this gift. But many people, they wait on December the 25th to unwrap a man-made gift. You know what I'm saying? Because it's called Christmas. But many people that are listening to this are walking around for 365 days, never unveiling and unwrapping the gift that God gave to them. Me, I unwrapped my gift and I was crazy. I changed my name to a name that many people told me I was crazy, billionaire PA, but this is my life. When I cut my lights on in my house, many of the people who have an opinion have never contributed $1 to my lifestyle. Not $1 to my success. When that tree fell on my mother's house and put a hole in her roof and she called me talking about it's going to cost $10,000, I didn't put up no GoFundMe. I didn't ask nobody for no money. Well, I knew we had to do what we had to do because I, my mama didn't want it to keep raining in her house. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is because, you know, my grandmother taught me never to, you know, lever, never lower my level of intelligence to meet the level of other people's ignorance. If you don't contribute to my lifestyle or my success, why should we care about your opinions? I agree 100%, billionaire. You've got it right on the money there. Now, I know you are determined to change the world, and you already have done so because you have such infectious energy and enthusiasm. You've been inspiring people for many years now. If you could change the world in one way, what would it be? Um, my, number way, my number one world-changing way would be that all – it would be a requirement for every uh, black family, and I'm being realistic. I didn't say every black person. I said within every black family, they would have to have an S-Corp. They would have to have either an S-Corp or a C-Corp or an LLC. Alongside that, they would be required to get a um, nonprofit organization. Um, every black person would be required to get a passport. Uh, for right now, I think that's good. And the reason why that is important is when they do make those millions of dollars, I need them to have a, a nonprofit organization set up that they can utilize to write off and give back to the people that they want to give back to. To me, that's world changing because not only am I going to start a, a nonprofit organization giving back to who I want to give back to, but I'm going to teach them to start a nonprofit and, and, and give back to billions of people. And that's how I'm going to touch billions of people. I never said that I was going to be the actual person to actually touch a billion people physically you can i might inspire the next martin luther king or the next malcolm x or the next harriet tubman if that's what it takes to touch a billion man i'm with it my, my, my requirement for anyone that's listening right now you know i know it's COVID right now but i still challenge people i give you six months to get out the country I give people six months. I give you six months to go start your business. I'll give you six months to write your book and own 100% of the rights to it. See, this, this is world changing talk right here because a lot of these uh, rappers and a lot of people who write books, they don't own the rights to their, to their music. They don't own the rights to their intellectual property. Do you know I have a book right here sitting on my table that I wrote when I was in the back of my truck. I can continue to re-release this book over 
and over and over again without changing one word, just changing the cover, you know what I'm saying? And continue to make 100% profit because I own every word, I own every picture inside of this book. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. When you make music, you can own this, you can own that particular single. Like I own the song Too Much Faith with my business partner, Tiffany Ketchum. I own the song Speak Dreams. I can sell that to anybody that I want to sell it to. And I can sell a million uh, downloads. And, you know, when I started to see how the system was set up, I didn't become mad at the system. I said, I'm just going to play to win. I don't want anyone to own me. You know, and so um, when I look at things like iTunes or I look at, you know, and I'll just use them as an example. When people were putting their songs up on iTunes for 99 cent or a dollar and 29 cent. Right. And so I started to pay attention to like, you know, here I am writing this music and I'm talking about the struggles of my family that we really went through. And someone else is pricing my mother's broken leg. Somebody else is pricing my grandmother's death of diabetes. Somebody else is pricing my little seven-year-old sister's death of getting killed by telling me it's only worth 99 cents. Well, to me, I have a wealthy mindset. I don't have a broke mindset. So I started to think, like, who is this company to tell me that that's the only thing that I'm worth? So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my stuff off of that website and I'm going to put it on my own website and I'm going to sell my singles for $4.44 because that number is more meaningful to me. And what did everybody do then? Oh, you can't sell a single for $4.44. And that's because they're pushing their broke mindset onto you. I'm a revolutionary leader. That doesn't mean you have to wake up and be perfect. It just means you set a goal, you set an agenda and you go get it by any positive mean necessary. No, absolutely. I mean, look at what Wu-Tang Clan did, right? They sold Once Upon a Time in Shaolin for $2 million, right? To one, one buyer. <laughs> yeah, you saw the book I dropped. I don't know if you've seen it, but you saw the book I put out for $963.36. That's right. And yeah, many- because you know your value, right? That's, that's the value of that book. And I love it. And you're getting all the profits, which is beautiful, right? There's no middleman. I love it. Now, billionaire, what is the difference between an influencer and a world changer? Oh man, um, that's a that's a touchy, interesting question. <laughs> we might piss some influencers off today. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we like calling people out here. Oh my God, man! A world changer and an influencer. You ever seen a person with a million followers, bro? And they, I never liked people who had a million followers and I never understood. I'm not going to say I didn't like them. I didn't understand how you could have a million followers and claim these people follow you, but don't have a million dollars. I don't know how you cannot ask a person to give you a dollar to support you that follow you. Now, this is why I wrote the quote because people say money ain't everything, but being broke ain't much either. Right. You get what I'm saying? So if you follow what I'm doing, it takes money to actually be uh, to to, to basically, you know, do what it is that I need to do. If you think I'm playing, if anyone doesn't, then come work for my company for free. I got plenty of free work for you to do. I got plenty. Come edit my videos for free. Come shoot this uh, interview that we're doing right here on this podcast for free and just work the rest of this year for free. And I need about 10 videos shot a week. I need about uh, 10 videos edited per week. No, people's time is valuable and people deserve to be compensated for their talents and their gifts. No, I agree. I agree. What do you think billionaires holding people back from having or developing a wealthy mind? 
Um, well, to me, I, I can only speak for myself and hoping that it will inspire most people. You know, I don't really speak at people, but I hope that my story is nothing more than an inspiration. What was holding me back was I had never sat down and really wrote what success was to me. And I don't really think most people even write down what success is to them. You know, before you can tell a person that money ain't everything, you might should ask the person, is money everything to them? Because if that's what success is to them, then that's success. To me, success is to be healthy. Well, you got some people out here who don't care about health. To me, success is to be able to let your ego go whenever you have conflict with someone where, you know, I used to have abandonment issues where if anything went wrong, I would just snap, go off. I'm done with you, Brian. I'm done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I didn't know how to do conflict resolution and sit down and not yell at you and take my tone from a 10 to a 2 and talk very calm and peacefully to understand and comprehend what you have to say. But we live in a society that is very reactive, not proactive. Meaning when we get into an argument or a debate, sometimes people just want you to shut up so that they can say what they have to say. So people listen to respond. They don't listen to interpret what you say. So when you talk about how can people speak their dreams into existence, get you a piece of paper and get you a pen and write down, what is success to you? Success to me is making sure that my kidneys are healthy, making sure that my lungs are healthy, making sure that I'm gonna work on eating healthier, uh, making sure that I get me some black seed oil, making sure that I get me some sea moss. See, I'm very specific. You know what I mean? People would say success to me is $1 million. But you know what I mean? People cannot tell you that if they broke that down by the day to, uh, and, and had to figure out how much money they need to make per day to make a million dollars, that would be $2,940 per day. But you know how many people set these big goals but don't break it down per day? on what they need to invest in per day to get to that destination. They don't break down who they need to spend their current time with so they can have a future. You have so many people out here who are living so far in their past. And then you have another group of people who are living so far in their future that majority of the people forget to enjoy that only one thing exists, the present, the now. So, I'm not thinking about what I'm gonna do in 10 minutes. I'm thanking you right now and appreciating your existence. You know why? For giving me a platform to share my gift on your podcast. Because when I was sleeping in my truck, I was praying to God, even though I didn't have faith. I didn't know if the prayer, prayer was gonna reach God. But then I found the God within me and the prayer reached me. And I told myself, if someone gives me an opportunity to speak on their platform, I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna be a world changer, not an influencer. And I want to make sure I answer that question because to me, a world changer is someone who does not tell a person, it's a pandemic. I want you to go start a business. It's the best time to do it. That's it. That's what an influencer does. A world changer is somebody who tells a person, right now is the best time to start a business, but I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to walk you through the step-by-step -step process of how you go about starting this business. 
They're not gonna they're not gonna crucify the person for being 40 years old and not knowing what an escort is. They're not gonna crucify the person for not knowing how to pay taxes. They're not gonna crucify the person to make them feel belittled or make them feel down because they don't know something somebody didn't teach them. How if just because you know what two plus two is is four, the per other person might have went to might have never went to school and they're 40 years old and didn't know that equal four. So as a world changer, it's my responsibility, you know, to help as many people and give people the knowledge, give people the game. And that is the difference between wealthy. The definition of the, the, when you spell out the word wealth, wealthy, the first two letters in wealthy spell we. So I had to learn to let go of the ego, create the we go. So wherever you go, I go, they go, we go. So we can speak our dreams into existence together. I love That's it. The difference of a world changer and an influencer. You know, I'm not an influencer, bro. You know, there's a big difference for me. I come into people's houses and I change their world. I don't care if you walk out the interview or you walk off and say, I don't like him. You know, I make bets with people. I made a bet with one of my homies and I said that, look, I bet you, and this for anybody on here, I bet you, you know, that I told him, I bet him, you know, I think it was like a hundred or $500 that if he didn't put his book out by the date that he set, that I wanted him to delete my number, delete my email, delete my mama's number, delete my phone, everything. Don't come to my house no more. And at the time, he's like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. And I was like, well, this is who I am. You know, I don't fight with who I am. I'm a very dramatic person. When I do the movie on my life, guess what it's going to be? It's going to be dramatic. <laughs> you know, <there's, laughs> I've lived a very dramatic. What's, what's not dramatic about going to jail 20 times? What's not dramatic about seeing your mama told she would never walk again? What's not dramatic about seeing your daddy in a coma? There's nothing funny about that. That's not a laughing moment for me. You know, I found peace and I found joy now. So now I take my time and I go in to see how can I make people's lives better. I'm not doing this for you to like me. I'm doing this to make the world better. If you have to go one day of not liking me and, it's been, and, the, and you spend the next 70 years of your life helping people to manifest their dreams, that brought joy to me. So I'm not concerned about being liked. You know, you know how many people want, if Instagram went down right now, you know how many people would commit social media suicide? You know how many people, they check their Instagram before they check their bank account? They check their Instagram before they pray, before they meditate? You know, so my grandmother always told me to watch people's feet, not their mouth, because people will tell you anything. But when your work speak for you, you don't have to open your mouth. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Billionaire, who are some of your influences? Um, I have great influencers, man. You know, let's start with uh, Clemmy Benson. That's one, one of my biggest inspirations. She's the biggest celebrity that I ever met in life. Um, that's my grandmother. Another big celebrity in my life is my sister named Maria Sheely, Felicia. Shoot, they, they the biggest celebrities that I ever met. You know, I, I never search for anything outside of my house to give validation to them before giving credit to the people that I struggle with. You know, my mother, my dad, even though, you know what I'm saying, we don't talk, you know, but I'm speaking that into existence as well. You know, I haven't talked to him in a, in a long time, but I've learned to forgive and I'm speaking that into existence. And, you know, outside of my house, because I think that is very, I think it's an insult, man, to be honest, for me, not for other people. They can take this how they want to take it. For a woman to come and get you out of jail over 20 times, right? To sit in a house with no lights, right? <laughs> and you in the house lighting candles. My grandma reading the Bible. 
And I used to tell her like, man, that stuff ain't true. I don't know why you waste your time with that. To see her, my uncle, which was her son, he got shot in the head. He was dead two days before Christmas, you know? And then my grandmother had a, a sawed off shotgun held to her head by my granddad. Mm. So I just think it's an insult. And I'm just telling you bits and pieces of my story. It's an insult for me to go outside of my grandmother's house that had no lights, a gun to her head, you know, me going to jail over 20 times and give credit to a celebrity raising me without giving her some type of platform to, and, and for people to understand what she did for me. No man's dream on this earth would ever exist if a woman did not give birth to it. So my influencers and my people who look up to me, my world changing people, my grandmother and my mother. Outside of that, Les Brown has been one of my biggest inspirations. Um, he's helped me a lot. And I have a 76, I think that's how old he is, mentor by the name of Walter Hill, someone that actually taught me business. I also have the lady who took me out of the back of my truck named Myra Scott. You know, changed my entire life up in, uh, I think it was like Oakland, California. It was like Hayward, that particular area, if people are familiar with that. And then Maurice, it was a guy by the name of Maurice, somebody who significantly, you know, uh, he was hard on me, but hey man, he made me a man. He made me the person that I am today. And I'm continuing, continuing to become even better at manifesting my dreams and speaking and becoming a better person on earth. That's wonderful. You know, people gave you opportunities and now you're giving back and giving other people opportunities. It's wonderful. Um, and I'm sure your dad is very proud of you. You know, he's very proud of the man that you've become. And, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. You may, you may want to think about giving him a call, kind of bridging that gap. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Oh, absolutely. I'm, that's why I'm, I'm speaking it into existence. I'm putting it in the universe on the camera. If you watch this video, call me. If I get your number, I'll call you too. <laughs> there you go. Now, before we wrap up, hey, billionaire. Tell me a little bit about Wealthy Minds, Inc. and your plans for 2021. I know you've got some big plans heading into the new year. I'm not much of a, a talker when it comes to plans because I'd rather just show people. You know, I'm going to continue to put up these dream walls, though, uh, around the world. And that, you know, we do these dream walls where people actually go to them in different cities and they stand in front of them and they speak their dreams into existence. I am going to continue to every single month give free products to children that are under the age of 18 years old uh, to inspire them to speak their dreams into existence. And that's the program that I have called that we have now I call sponsor a child's dream. I don't believe any child up under 18 years old. I basically give them free products, bro, but I get to pick the children that I want to give it to. Um, just to encourage them to speak their dreams into existence. I use my platform to bring these children up on stage to manifest their dreams. You know, I am going to continue to celebrate my birthday on the 19th of every single month. I just had a birthday yesterday. Uh, I am the first human on earth that has 12 birthdays in a year that officially <laughs> celebrates it on the 19th of every month because I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with trauma and I could not sit here and look at the government, you know, drop, uh, a holiday in January, you got New Year's, then you got Valentine's, and you got St. Patrick's, you got Mother's Day, Father's Day. And, you know, we go the whole year celebrating all these holidays, but forgetting to celebrate our own lives. We wait on Christmas to unwrap a gift, man, and haven't even unwrapped our own gifts. We wait on Thanksgiving to sit down and eat a turkey to give thanks to people who have struggled with you through the whole year. So this is what I do. I'm different. I don't celebrate Mother's Day just in May. I celebrate Mother's Day on the 10th of every single month. 
I don't wait on people to die to give them flowers. You should give people flowers and give them gifts while they are living, not when they're dead. That's selfish of you to look at those flowers and, and give it to a dead person. They won't, they won't physically see that. And for you to sit and say, you have never died to know that the spirit actually seen them flowers. So how could you say that? You haven't left up. You don't have any proof that you died. And you seen when you died, you're like, oh my God, I seen some flowers on my rose, on my, on my casket and I, I enjoyed them. So for me, I want my mother to enjoy the physical realm and the spiritual realm. She's going to get flowers alive and while she gone. But, you know, I don't believe in, I don't want nobody to come to my funeral that didn't support me when I was alive. That's just me personally. That's my dream. That's what I asked for. You know, show me if you, I don't want to die for you to paint a, a wall of me saying, hey, this man went around the world speaking dreams. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm not going to wait to die and wait on people to do something for me. Guess what? I'm going to put my own mural up. I'm going to put my own dream wall up. I'm going to put, it's going to be street signs named after us. It's going to say, speak your dreams Avenue in the black community. It's going to be uh, street signs that say in the hood, uh, wealthy boulevard, you know, healthy uh, road. Why? Because I am training the subconscious mind, the power of manifestation, the power of healthy thinking, the power of speaking it into existence. There's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in celebrating your mother on the day that she was born every single month. There's a lot of power, Brian. And, um, you know, I pay myself one hundred and sixty three dollars and thirty six cents on the 19th of every month. Do you know how many people wake up every day and pay everybody but them? A lot of people. You know how I many people said and told me that, you know, $163 a month is nothing? Well, I treat myself like a bill. If you could pay T-Mobile every month, how could you not pay yourself? If you could pay your rent every month, why not put yourself first? And people will always, a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people will tell me, well, I got to pay my rent. I got to have a place to stay. Well, there is no place to stay without you. Think about it. No, it's an absolutely fresh perspective and I love it. Billionaire, it's been amazing. Any last words of wisdom, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Man, I appreciate your existence. I, um, I had my assistant drop you off a gift, you know, just to show my appreciation with, with, you know, not all forms of payments have to come in the form of cash, you know, and you pay me by, you know, giving me a platform to share my dream. So I want to thank you for creating this. And I encourage you to continue to, you know, go out and find other world changing, you know, people that are really adding value into the world, making this world better. Because right now, these, this platform could really be, it can continue to be used to really elevate and help people to manifest their dream. So I speak that into existence for you. So I appreciate your existence. And like I said, I did drop something in the mail for you. I speak into existence that you, your family, your daughter, y'all love it. And, you know, it's just a reminder every day to tap in four times on that button, the dream button right here, to speak your dream into existence. You know, I appreciate that so much, uh, Billionaire. And, uh, you know, we're both from the L.A. area. Once this lockdown ends, you and I, we're going to go to lunch. I'm going to speak that into existence. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll fight to see who pays the bill. I always was looking for friends like that. <laughs> there we go. We'll do this. And then I got to tell you one last question, Billionaire. This is the very last question. It's a personal question just to get to know you a little bit better. So you're going to be retired on an island, right, for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be? You, you said I can only bring one book? Yeah, one book, one movie, and one album. I'm not going to lie. I would bring My Mind is Wealthy. I would bring the movie Wealthy Minds. 
And you said one album? Yes, sir. That's a tough one. I would bring Wealthy Minds as well. There you go. Keep it consistent, bring, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would bring I would bring all the stuff that helped me to get up to, you know what I'm saying, to get to the place of where I'm at right now. I wrote a song called Speak Your Dreams Into Existence. I wrote a song called You Can Never Have Too Much Faith, you know, and I created a cartoon animation where I turned intangible things into tangible cartoon characters so that people could see the influences that they have on you in your life. And, you know, in closing, um, I created this cartoon character named Spirit, and he's a person who believed in God, but he had no, absolutely no faith. And he was born handicapped and he could not walk and he could not dance. He could only dance and walk when he actually tapped the dream button four times. So when he tapped that dream button one, two, three, four times, his wheelchair would turn and do a 180, not a 360, because then he would be in the same situation and predicament that he was already in. So he would do this 180, right? And then he would bounce up out the chair and he's only 12 years old, right? And then he dances in front at the Staples Center, it's a cartoon, and he's dancing in front of 44,444 people. And all the people are in tears, right? Because they know this man cannot walk and they know this man cannot dance until he actually taps into that dream four times, one, two, three, four. And so, all of a sudden he's walking, he's dancing better than Michael Jackson. He's dancing better than Usher. All of them are even at the uh, Staples Center reminding you this is a cartoon so they all can be there. James Brown is even there saying, oh my God, he's the best dancer on earth. And then there's another character and her name is Faith. And when Spirit gets finished dancing, you know, Spirit's biggest problem is he believes in God, but he lacks faith. He walks around with the Bible, but he doesn't have faith in God. He just believes. So he never believed that he could actually walk until he actually tapped in. And so he's a very uh, selfless person. So he gets ready to tap that button another four times so he can tap out, go back to the actual wheelchair. Because in order for him to perform his dream, he must do what? Tap in. So now he has to tap out and go back to the wheelchair. So in front of 44,444 people, you know what he did? What did he do? He tapped the button one time, and then he tapped the button again for the second time. And he had two more taps before he tapped out and went back to the wheelchair. And then he tapped it a third time. And by this time, Faith, the cartoon character who is 11 years old, she's a female who's a singer, and that's her gift, who has Crohn's disease and cancer. She takes off running, and she jumps over four people, does three flips, and she grabs Spirit by his right hand, preventing him from tapping that button for the fourth time. And in front of 44,444 people, do you know what Faith asked Spirit? What? She said, if the only time you can walk, Spirit, and the only time you can dance is when you are tapped into your dream, whoever told you to tap out? And the government has tapped a lot of people out of their dreams. That's true. That's absolutely true. I agree 100%. I love it. You're so creative and you're so inspirational, billionaire. It's amazing. I appreciate everything. Thanks for coming on. How do people get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? I know you do a lot of great speaking engagements. How do we get in touch? How do we utilize your services? If you would like to do any like one-on-one coaching or group coaching, you can just hit me up on Instagram. You can, uh, I, I, I speak into existence that anybody that hears this, go to social media right now and I want you to like the last picture that's on my Instagram. I want you to comment on that last um, picture. And I want you to say dreams, if you really believe in your dreams. And then I just want you to reshare it. That's how I know if you actually tapped in and you believe in the message of manifestation and speaking your own dreams into existence. If you want to invest in yourself, how can you expect, expect other people to invest in you? 
I love it. Billionaire, it's been amazing. Have a blessed day, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's stay connected and definitely keep up the good work. All right, bro. Have a wealthy day. Appreciate your existence. Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.